So thank you so much for your time, Bob. I really appreciate this. If I just by way of introduction, um, what we'd like to do really is to, to add some value in, in your go-giver fashion uh, to some of our clients and perhaps some of those people who are not clients yet, and particularly in turbulent times that we're uh, facing now, all of us right across the world. Um, and really just give some insights. And I'm, and I'm hugely, hugely fascinated by your book. I'm just going to hold it up here for a second, actually, if you can see it. Thank you. I think you can. Um, and in fact, since I read the first one, I've now gone on to read a couple of the others. One of them seems to be out of stock at the moment in the UK, but I will get it. Oh, sorry to hear that. The purple one seems to be out of stock. Oh, okay, yeah, the new, the new guy. Yes, I, I will. Um, I'll just keep, keep an eye on Amazon anyway. Yeah. But um, somebody recommended it to me a couple of months ago, um, and I do tend to buy books that are recommended, but I don't always get around to reading them straight away. So I was so pleased that I had some time and read this. Um, and, and I really love the theme of the go-giver, the idea of, of giving more value and really looking at the value that you're giving um, rather than looking immediately at the, you know, what can I get? How, what am I going to sell out of this? So, so from my perspective, this is really about giving value in turbulent, turbulent times, particularly. So I'd love to just ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about how, how the go-giver came to be. Well, years and years ago, I had a, a book geared towards salespeople and entrepreneurs called Endless Referrals, and the title was Network Your Everyday Contacts into Sales. And it was really for people who were, um, you know, they knew they had a great product or a service, they were proud of it, they understood the value they brought to people, but maybe weren't confident in terms of going out and developing and creating these relationships that would lead to people wanting to do business with them and wanting to refer them to others. So the, uh, the basic premise was that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. Uh, it was a how-to book and uh, yeah, I'd always read parables and had always enjoyed them, uh, short stories that could make a point and could really connect with the reader on a, a heart to heart level. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could take that basic concept and turn that into a, a parable? So I, I uh, got together with my friend, John David Mann, who was a, uh, he was the editor in chief of a magazine that I had written for. And um, I had never actually at the time met him personally. It was just because every month he would, he would edit my articles, but he was always so polite and so kind and gracious in the way he would do it. And he'd always ask, is this okay? Is that all right? And our running joke became, you know, I'd, I'd write him back every month and say, John, not only is it okay, you write my stuff better than I write my stuff. <laughs> and I, I knew how brilliant a writer John was. So I asked him to be the lead writer and storyteller for this parable idea I had. And, uh, uh, I remember actually he and his, at the time, fiance, now, now wife, uh, Anna, they had been visiting her mother in Tampa, Florida, which is across the state from where I live in Jupiter, Florida. So they took a four hour drive across state. We had about a three hour dinner, the three of us, and just discussed what, how we saw the book shaping, what we saw the story being about. And even then he was very busy. It took him about three weeks to get back with me and say, you know, I think we've got something here. And at that point, we, we wrote it, and it's now become a series with the go-giver, the go-giver leader, the influencer, and, and so forth. Um, so it was really about taking that basic no like, and trust concept and saying, well, how do people do that? Well, because they're always giving. 
They're yeah. always looking for ways to, as you eloquently said, give value to others, make it about the, the other person. And the way life works is, hey, you know, when you shift your focus off of yourself and on to making other people's lives better, happier, more fulfilling, helping them with their issues and challenges, people feel good about you and they want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be in relationship with you. And whether we're talking sales or we're talking leadership, we're talking influence, we're talking you know, family, we're talking corporate, we're talking whatever, it's just laws of life that, that happen to work. And of course, people remember how you left them feeling, don't they? When you, when absolutely, you absolutely. And it, it is, and it's all about that. Because, you know, a lot of people have talent and they have knowledge and they do a wonderful job with that. And they bring it to the table and it's, it's sort of the, the entry fee for even getting to play in the game. You've got to have talent and skill and be good at what you do. But you can only get so far yeah. with that alone. Again, not that it's not important. It's very important. But it's not really, it's people who have an understanding that they're always dealing with other people, other human mm -hmm. beings, people who are emotional, people who have feelings, people who it's not just about the facts. Maybe it should be, I don't know, but it isn't. And successful people understand human nature. They embrace it. They don't try to fight it but they work with it. And they know that if they're going to get the best from people, it's a matter of, can you bring value to others, make them feel, you know, we always say with the, uh, uh, the go-giver influencer, the last book, when you think about it, it's about getting the results you want when dealing with other people while helping everyone feel good about yeah. themselves and the process. I, I love particularly, I, I haven't got that book, that's the one you're tantalizing me now. Um, but I love, <laughs> I love particularly the distinction that you make between influencing and convincing. Convincing is like trying to pull somebody across the table, whereas influencing is. Yeah. I, I have yeah. a metaphor for myself, which is to go round to their side of the table and well, understand what it looks like. Great way to put it. Therefore, how you can influence. Um, I'm, I'm really intrigued to know how did the characters come to you? How did, how did you come up with Joe and Pindar and? Yeah, that's a great question. Joe was sort of like the every person. So everyone's been a Joe or Josephine at some time in our life, okay, where we were that up and coming, you know, the, the ambitious, aggressive, good intent and hardworking, but frustrated because we weren't getting the results we really thought we should be getting. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so we've all been there. I think we have. I know I have. <laughs> you know? Well, those people, at least. Yeah. And then, and then the other people. Now, uh, Pindar, we, we loosely based off of a, uh, a gentleman from Canada by the name of Bob Proctor, who oh, is a success coach and a um, great speaker and author and writes on abundance. And he has that, you know, we pictured Pindar looking like him and having that gravelly, voice, but very kind and wanting to help others, right? Uh, and then others were sort of a conglomerate, uh, conglomerate, I don't know if that's the right word, but a combining of several people, you okay. know what I'm saying, that yeah. in, in fictional characters and, and so forth. So, um, so yeah, there was, now a lot of the stories that were told in the, of course, it's a, it's a, a parable, it's a work of fiction, um, but the, 
some of the incidents in there actually occurred in the lives of the co-authors. We just put them into story form with the, you know, within the narrative. And, and you had a thread going through, of course, all of these people came in at, at, the, at the appropriate time. Right, and that's the great writing of John David Mann. I mean, I'm a how-to author. That's way outside my, you know, <laughs> my, my skills, skill level. Uh, but uh, John is just, he's such a, an, an amazing writer. It, it was such a, a pleasure to work with him. Yeah, fantastic, brilliant. Thank you for that. And, and now you've put the, the image of Bob Proctor in my head. I will, I'll need to go back and read it because I love Bob Proctor. I'm yeah, well, and you'll be able to, to see like what he looks like and his, you'll hear that voice. It really, yeah. Pindar really was Bob, Bob Proctor. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I told Bob that he, he just, you know, he had this big smile on his face and it was, you know, so when I, whenever I do see him, I always call him Pindar. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, I'm, I'm really pleased you closed that loop for me now. Um, that, that <laughs> makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I'm just sort of, what I'd really love to do and, and in the sense of giving value is just think about how we bring this to some of the managers who are really, really dealing with a lot at the moment. They've got people yep. working at home. They've got people not knowing if they're going to be able to come back into the workplace and if it's safe and all that stuff. How do we, how do we help managers particularly now with the, the whole sort of go-giver idea, ideal? Well, I think more than ever, and of course, good managers, good leaders always do this. They, they always communicate that they care about their people as, you know, as, as people. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's the best way to build trust. And of course, it's got to be genuine. But, you know, I always love what Simon Sinek said in his book, um, Leaders Eat Last, where he said, trust mm-hmm is a biological reaction um, of, of the belief that someone has our well-being at heart. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny when you break those words because he said, break down that, that sentence with the words, the biological, so in other words, it's not something that we're consciously thinking of, it's a biological reaction. Now, usually when we talk about reaction, that's a negative. Reaction is a, a, stress, to being a response, right? Reaction. We always want to respond thinkingly, not react. But in this case, reaction is the best word because it's not something, again, that's consciously thought of. It's a biological, it's within us, reaction. And then to the belief, okay, so it's not just a matter of does that leader care for us as a human being? It's believing they do, which means it needs to be communicated effectively to the belief that someone has our well-being, which of course as a human being, uh, happiness is a matter of well-being, right? (laughs) Our well-being at heart. So I think now more than ever, even though it's always important, is to make sure that those on our teams understand that we do care about them as people. They're not just cogs in a wheel that there's someone who we, right? That doesn't mean we don't do business and that doesn't mean we don't, we don't uh, deal in the truths of what is happening right now, acknowledging those truths and the problems that come with it, uh, but we don't focus on those problems. We go into solution mode. And as a leader, one of the things we need to do is not only you know, lead with direction, which doesn't mean, by the way, we don't encourage others' uh, input. We do, of course we do but it means we, we lead in the way that we are focused on the solutions, okay? And we hold the vision, 
of those solutions. Yes. You know, having a vision is easy. It's holding the vision, yes. which can be I tough. Reading that, yeah. Right. And so, yeah. So that's a, you know, that's a big thing. But I think it really, you know, I was reading on, on uh, a, a link on, or a, a tweet on Twitter that someone said, and I, I wish I knew who the leader was they were talking about, because I always like to give proper credit, but they, they never said who it actually was. But a leader who, as, as uh, this person was holding these team meetings over Zoom, um, before getting to the business aspect, which they always did in their personal team meetings, they'd go right into the business act. Instead, this leader had the wherewithal to ask people individually to share anything that's going on in their life, positive or negative. And it might've been something, a, a fear they're having, but it might've also been uh, something cute that their pet did, you know, or something that their kid came up with during homeschooling or, or whatever it was. But he really, um, created the context where people knew, yeah, it's business. This is the team business meeting and we're all human beings as part yeah. of this. And that's how we're seen. And, and that's particularly important now. I guess one thing that I've, that I've noticed with some of the people I've been talking to is, you know, they're struggling themselves. So mm -hmm. they're finding it particularly hard to, to, to do all of those things, which is, as you rightly say, under normal circumstances, a good manager and a good leader would do mm -hmm. when they themselves don't know which way is up and whether we're go ever going to be working in the same way as we did before. You know, right. And, and I guess, yeah, it, it is that, you know, hold yeah. the faith, keep the go-giver mentality strong. Well. You know, you, you bring up really a, a fantastic point because it's like that. And, you know, I, I know this is a over, an overused example, but if, if you'll permit me to use this, you know, we, we often talk about the, uh, or we often hear about the uh, admonition during a flight to, you know, if the, put your mask on first, yeah. right? Before yeah. you help someone else. And I, I think that's, uh, uh, I don't think that's always the case that has to be. Sometimes we, you know, but the point that they're making is you've got to still be able to breathe yourself. Yeah. And, and so I think today's leader has to be able to keep themselves up. Hey, I don't think any of us haven't had to struggle with some of this because we're all right. So yeah. what I do is I go back into some of my favorite books or tapes or, or tapes. You know, I'm a bit dating myself by saying tapes. <laughs> I understand that language. Audios <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, some encouraging YouTube uh, videos or, or Ted talks. Uh, Michael Singer, who was one of my favorite authors, he wrote the uh, surrender experiment and the, uh, uh, the untethered soul to, to me, two of the best books ever in terms of really understanding ourselves and understanding that we can only control what we control, what we can control, uh, and, and that we do our best with what we can control, and yet we don't remain attached to that which we, right? Yeah. Uh, I've been listening, re-listening to him and rereading more rereading with me, because I, I actually like to read more than listen. But, um, you know, because I need to keep up. I need to keep myself understanding this before I can you know, kind of provide this to anyone else, I need to be able to, you know, feel that way. Yeah. So I, I think that's that, something. Sorry, uh, maybe oh, that's right. part of the authenticity for mm. the managers to, to admit almost, you know, actually I need to do Oh, this sure, thing. absolutely. Yeah. And I think they, they should admit it. Why not? You know, yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Because yeah, everyone knows they're feeling that way. <laughs> anyway. sure. 
but even but even if they but even if they don't realize that because sometimes we think our leaders don't have those natural i think it's good for us to know that yes they do have those you know yeah. concerns and, and maybe give some tips as to what they do to but they exactly exactly yeah brilliant 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 thank you for that um, and i was just going to go on to ask you a bit about you know how do we look after our people for the best but i think you've probably answered that um, in terms of you know what what are some of the best things that managers and leaders can do and particularly when they're leading remotely yeah and i and i think one thing is to encourage those in our organizations to find especially those who are saying well i can't really reach out to others in terms of probably because right now they're not but well first of all it, it, that depends upon what you do of course and that depends on but let's say you're in a situation where you have a product or service you lead a team that has a product or service that sells something that right now is just not in demand because others are just looking to survive and i'll, I'll give you an example uh a, and this is actually a neighbor of mine not a client a neighbor of mine who was uh, feeling, you know, a little bit, a little bit helpless because he he sells a, a high-end product, uh, and his prospects, customers, clients, right now, just they're not they're right now looking to for ways to survive, and they're not looking to buy, you know. And he said, "There's really nothing I can do." He said, "They don't want to hear from their salesman right now," and mm -hmm. I said, "Well, they may not want to hear from you in terms of your 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 product at the moment." But as you said, they are trying to figure out how they're going to make this shift and how they're going to, you know, uh, come back from this. He said, do you think they might want to, would they be interested in knowing about information on how they can do that? He said, yeah. yeah. And I told him a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, Dan Burris, who has for 30 years been one of the uh, world's leading business forecasters in terms of trends. He's doing a, an ongoing uh, webinar, free webinar on Fridays on what to you know what you can expect what you how you should plan how you should really helpful information i said why don't you i said do you think they'd like to hear that he said oh yeah they'd be definitely interested in that i said why don't you get on the phone call them check in let them know you're thinking of them and letting them know that you know right now their main concern is surviving in their business and making the shift and doing all the things and that you suggest the uh, and you ask them would you like me to email you or text you a link to yeah. this free webinar and he said, yeah, that would be great. I said, so what you're doing right there is you're focusing on bringing value to them. Yeah. And, you know, who do you think after things get back to business that they're going to be thinking of when it comes to your product or service? Of you know, you who cared about them and were looking to add value to them, even though there wasn't a direct benefit to yourself. Yeah. And which comes right back to the classic go-giver, even if you can connect them to somebody else. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. What's the next book on the list? And what color is it gonna be, I should ask? <laughs> what, oh, <laughs> well, um, so we've got the Go-Giver, the red one. Yes. Then the green one, Go-Givers Sell More. That's the only one that's not a parable. That's more of a, yes, an application guide for the Go-Giver. Then there was the uh, blue one, the Go-Giver Leader. Yeah. Uh, Right. And then, of course, yeah, exactly. And then, of course, the, the go-giver influencer. Now, John and his wife, Anna, uh, are probably going to be coming out with a, a book in the series called The Go-Giver Marriage. Uh, they are very happily married and, and uh, they are just a wonderful couple. And uh, I, I think they're in the process of, of that. I saw some of the notes to it. 
and Absolutely. it looked really, really good. And uh, so I think that will be uh, that will probably be the next one. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Are you working on anything at the moment? And I don't know what the color of that one will be. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, you, you're forgetting. <laughs> um, are you working on any new books at the moment? Or? Not books, but I actually have a, um, uh, in, a, an online course that's about to be released. An online video course uh, should be released in the next month or so called Endless Referrals, The Go-Giver Way. Oh, yeah, so we'll be combining our my two kind of biggies, you know. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll look out for that. Will that be on your Facebook live stream or? Pardon? Where will that be? Um, well, it'll be when um, there'll be a link to go to the portal, and and then everyone with the the people who purchase the course will have the entire portal at their uh, disposal. Okay. Yeah, okay. and then so they, it it should be a, a lot of fun. Brilliant. Yeah, I'll look forward to that. Yeah. Well, people who would like to be notified of it, if they'll go to Berg, B-U-R-G dot com and just um, sign up to be on the mailing list. We also send a lot of uh, helpful information anyway, but okay. uh, they'll be notified certainly when this comes out. Okay, I'll pass that on. That's been brilliant, Bob. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really amazed that this has come out of my writing a blog and and quoting you and you're coming oh, back now. I'm so pleased. Thank you. Well, I, I appreciate it very, very much. And it's just a, an honor and a, a delight. And because you're, you're in the UK, when I say honored, I spell that H-O-N-O-U-R-E-D. <laughs> Perfect. You've learned Some people say, Berg, you don't speak English. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting there, but work in progress. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And, and I'm sure our audience will as well. Thank, Thank you. And I wish you all the very best with whatever color the next book turns out. <laughs> Thank you. And likewise. Thank you so Thank much.